You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast providing you with everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hello, and welcome back to the sixth episode of the Law Careers Net podcast. It is training contract season, and for those of you applying for direct training contracts, there are a lot of big deadlines coming up in the next month or so. When we asked our followers on Twitter what topic we should cover in this episode of the podcast, training contract applications was the big winner. So we're going to use this episode to impart some wisdom about how you can impress firms when applying for training contracts. We can't start this episode without reminding you that we have a comprehensive list of every firm's deadline on our training contract deadline list. You can see which firms are recruiting for training contracts starting in different years and click through to find out more about the firm and begin your research. As we're sure you know, there are many deadlines at the end of June and July, so make sure you're keeping track and not missing applying to your favourite firm. Back in our second episode, we gave a whistle-stop tour of what makes a good law firm application, and that is all still relevant, so do go back and listen to that episode for some further information to start with. But in this episode, we're going to dive into the two main questions that will always come up on an application form or at interview in some form or another – And they are, why do you want to become a solicitor? And why do you want to work at this firm? We're going to be having a chat with LCN's Managing Director, Sinead, who is going to run through some application do's and don'ts as well. But first, here is the latest legal news with Josh. Thanks, Beth. Yes, there are a few news stories to run through. Uh, The first of which today is that the High Court is offering roles to junior lawyers. Uh, Junior lawyers are being invited for short-term judicial assistant roles at the High Court. The roles involve assisting judges with family and civil court cases. Uh, If you're interested, candidates uh, have to be employed full-time for the duration of the scheme and will need to have a 2-1 degree or above, as well as practical experience in legal research and writing and preferably early experience of practising law. The placements will last between three and five months during the 2019 to 2020 legal year, with candidates able to choose the duration and timing of their placement. To find out more uh, and apply if you want to join the scheme, you can apply on the Courts and Tribunals Judiciary website and applications close on the 1st of July 2019. In other news, there is the Law and Technology Initiative, which is a joint research project between law firms including Freshfields, DWF and Waitmans, uh, the Barristers' Chambers, St John's Buildings and the University of Manchester. One of the first things to emerge from this project, which is all about law tech, could be a new qualification, all to do with legal technology. Professor Andrew James uh, told the Law Gazette, We're looking at a recognised standard for skills, a hybrid of legal and technology. So who's to say whether this qualification will be uh, a popular uh, addition to um, lawyers' repertoires in the future? Uh, Away from the commercial side of the profession and looking at uh, the criminal bar, barristers have been voting over the last couple of weeks on whether to stage another mass walkout this summer over inadequate fees. You may remember that barristers kind of went on strike uh, last summer over inadequate funding of the justice system. Uh, So this time the Criminal Bar Association wants a full profession protest on the 1st of July. The result of the vote has not yet been revealed, but it seems likely that barristers have voted to strike. From what we hear so far, we're just waiting for confirmation from the CBA. Uh, To put that into some context, uh, the Law Gazette reports that cuts 
to legal aid have left many barristers earning as little as £46.50 a day, uh, from which they also have to pay all their travel costs, food and so on, to get to and from the cases they're working at courts up and down the country. Uh, and the Ministry of Justice has actually suffered the worst cuts of all government departments since 2010. So you can see the barristers are not happy there. Uh, so there's going to be a whole other summer of, of strife and uh, disagreement on that front, unfortunately. Related to that is uh, my last story to give you today, which is the um, UN reporter, uh, the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Poverty and Human Rights in the UK, has criticised the government's decisions to cut legal aid over the last several years, describing austerity policies as, quote, an ideological project. So Philip Alston, the United Nations uh, expert, said the Legal Aid, Sentencing and Punishment of Offenders Act 2012 made most housing, family and benefits cases ineligible for aid, ratcheted up eligibility criteria and replaced many face-to-face -face advice services with telephone lines. Consequently, the number of civil legal aid cases declined by a staggering 82% between 2010 and 2018. As a result, many poor people are unable to effectively claim and enforce their rights, have lost access to critical support, and some have even reportedly lost custody of their children. Lack of access to legal aid also exacerbates extreme poverty since justiciable problems could have been resolved with legal representation, uh, but they've gone unaddressed because they could never get that help. So, lots to think about and I'm sure there'll be more news on all those uh, stories in the next podcast. Let's say that you've done all your research on a firm and thought about how your experiences and skills can apply to that particular firm. We would recommend doing all of this before you start writing anything at all on the application form. And in-depth research should take hours and not minutes and can definitely be a long process across many weeks and months. But once you've got your head around all of this, how exactly do you go about expressing it on an application form? So there are four main things that all recruiters want to see on an application form. And the first is specificity. So that's making sure that your answers aren't generic and that they are specific to the firm you are applying to. Think about it this way. If you can replace the name of the firm that you're applying to with another and the answers all still apply, then it is not specific enough and it will be spotted by a recruiter. The second thing is knowledge of the firm. That's an understanding of who it is, what it does, its culture and values, where it's headed. All your research should have revealed information about the firm that is interesting to you and can be used to demonstrate why you are keen to work there. You need to show that you've absorbed things like practice areas, the type of people that work there, recent news and cases, what direction the firm is going in, etc. And this research can take many different forms. It can be reading on the firm's website, it could be reading the legal press, seeing what people are saying on social media, or it could be meeting people from the firm at law fairs and events, and even previous work experience. Thirdly, you must demonstrate self-awareness on your application form. That means your strengths and skills. Recruiters want to see that you understand what makes you tick. What are you good at? What are you interested in? What sort of law do you think will suit you? What sort of working environment would you like to work in? Hopefully, if you're sitting down to apply to a firm, you already know what you are good at and why you might want to become a lawyer, but you'd be surprised at some of the half-hearted and confused, misguided responses law firms will receive from candidates. And finally, 
you need to demonstrate that you understand why you and the firm are a good match. So this is the big one and involves matching up those previous two points. If you can demonstrate an understanding of why you're a good fit, you are bound to impress recruiters at a law firm. A successful application is informed, targeted, perfect, i.e. no errors, and personal. Never forget to be yourself and let your personality come through. Don't feel like you have to say what you think they want to hear. Make it relevant to you and your skills and experiences. After all, this is your application form. Speaking of skills, there is a common list of skills that all recruiters of almost every firm of any size anywhere look for in its future trainees. So that's things like intellectual ability, enthusiasm, motivation, resilience, accuracy and attention to detail, teamwork and leadership, communication and commercial awareness. And don't forget we have a previous podcast episode all about commercial awareness, so do make sure you listen to that if you're a bit confused about that term. Really, you should be ticking off these skills as you weave them into your application form and making sure that you're providing evidence of how you have each one. So, to go back to those two dreaded questions, why do you want to become a solicitor and why do you want to work at this firm? These are almost always going to come up, so you're going to need to perfect your answers. And that doesn't mean copying and pasting between application forms to different firms, because that just won't work. As I said before, specificity is key, and generic answers really can just be spotted a mile off by any recruiter. So when you're answering why do you want to become a solicitor, it's important to think about what solicitors actually do. It's no good writing about your burning passion to practice law since you watch Suits or Legally Blonde and then never actually showing in your answer you really know what a lawyer does beyond these TV shows or films. Here's a simple sentence. Solicitors must turn complicated problems into practical advice for a client. It's an excellent example of a candidate knowing fundamentally what a lawyer does and then can lead on to talking about the experiences and skills that showcase why you'd be suited to doing this. So here's another good sentence. It was my time shadowing a partner at this firm and during an open day at that firm that showed me I was most interested in becoming a hands-on lawyer who understands every aspect of a client's business and its purpose. So here the candidate has shown an awareness of the client, which is always important, and has expertly kind of woven in their previous work experience and what they might have gained from it. Another good sentence would be, being a part of a team that drafts documents and offers advice, using a balance of technical and business skills to have a tangible, positive impact on client success is why becoming a solicitor is my ambition. In this way, the candidate has really shown they know what being a lawyer involves, both the day-to-day tasks and the overall outcomes, and they've succinctly summarised why the job appeals to them. Don't forget that application forms will have strict word limits that you'll need to stick to. An application form will have been precisely calibrated by the law firm to elicit a particular response, so you need to make sure that you're giving a full answer without skimping on the word count, but equally not exceeding it. With communication being a key attribute of a good lawyer, and that's something they're going to be testing you on, being concise and articulate with your answer really is the best way to show recruiters what you can do in this area. The second question that will undoubtedly appear on most application forms is, why do you want to work at this firm? So this answer is your opportunity to show that you know who the firm is and what they actually do, and then to link your own personal interests and experiences, as I mentioned before. Let's say, for example, you're applying to a medium-sized firm in the city that works across a number of practice areas, but focuses mainly on the energy sector. 
In your application, you really cannot fail to mention the firm's energy practice group, um, even if it's not eventually where you want to practice. Can you identify recent cases the firm has been involved in and why that excites or inspires you? What is it about the firm that makes you want to work there? Is it the type of work? Is it the people that you've met who you who work there and who you've had a chat with? Is it the culture and ethos of the firm that you've kind of found out about when you were researching? What nuggets of information have you discovered that has really made you excited or intrigued about the firm? And in what ways can you imagine yourself working in this environment with these people at the firm? This is where your research just comes into play and it's where you really, really just must be specific. Firms are going to know that you will probably be applying to other firms, but they will still want to see you show why exactly you're applying to them. It's about linking you and the firm together so they can see why you will be a good fit. As I said earlier, a successful application is informed, targeted, perfect and personal, so make it personal to you. There are some simple do's and don'ts when it comes to completing application forms. Here's Sinead with what you really should do and some things you really shouldn't do. They might sound simple, but time and time again, these simple mistakes cause candidates to fall at the first hurdle. So don't let it be that easy. Thanks, Beth. I assess around a thousand applications each year for the Law Careers Net Live student conferences. Our application is very similar to that of a law firm training contract application. I'm also in regular contact with recruiters at law firms and I hear about the quality of the applications they receive. This means that I'm well placed to run through some basic do's and don'ts to ensure that candidates avoid making common mistakes on training contract applications. First of all, what are the do's? Do read all instructions carefully and review the entire application before you start. You should know what's coming up before you write anything down. Do identify your main boasts and where they should appear on the application form. This ties in with reviewing the entire application before you start. There is no point in using all of your best material early on, only to discover that there is a better, more well-suited question closer to the end. Do give full answers to every question. All the questions have been asked for a good reason, so never skip one out. As Beth said earlier, do be specific. Don't make statements without backing them up. Claiming to be an excellent team player is weak in comparison to saying I demonstrated my skills within a team when I worked for the university radio station and then going on to say what you specifically did in that team. Evidence is key. Do answer the question being asked. I can take a good example of this from our Law Careers Net Live application form. We ask, why do you believe you possess the skills and attributes necessary to become a commercial lawyer? We expect to see details of those skills, how you have developed them and how they are relevant to being a lawyer. What we are not asking is why do you want to be a lawyer, yet this is commonly the response we are given. Don't decide to answer the questions you want to answer instead of what is actually being asked. Do focus on why you want to work for that particular firm. Beth spoke earlier about the why do you want to work for this firm question being one of the most important on the application. Your response allows you to demonstrate a genuine understanding of what the firm does and how it does it. It is key to align yourself with the firm and to prove that you're a good match for them. Do check the entire application again and again and again. Do it as many times as you can bear and then ask someone else to do it too. I would also recommend reading it out loud. Do be aware of the deadline. We work closely with all hires, the online application system provider, 
And every year they get people trying to submit after the midnight deadline, saying that their Wi-Fi went down or the system broke. Don't leave your application until the last minute, it was in, as it will inevitably be rushed. It looks bad to recruiters who can see the precise time and date of your application. Do spell the firm name correctly. This is the number one most annoying thing for recruiters. It's so basic, yet applicants get it wrong all the time. Don't shorten the firm's name, for example, writing Norton Rose instead of Norton Rose Fulbright. And don't call the firm by an abbreviation, for example, A&O instead of Allen and & Overy. And don't use an ampersand when there should be an and. Applicants regularly get this wrong when applying to Slaughter and May. Even worse is putting the wrong firm name altogether. Now on to the don'ts. Don't fire off 50 generic applications. You just will not have the time to do 50 well. It is much better to submit six or eight perfect, specific, well-crafted applications than loads in a slapdash fashion. Don't exceed the word limit. As Beth said, the word limit has been carefully selected by the firms, so make sure you reach close to it, but don't exceed it. Recruiters are reading hundreds of applications, so they want to know that you can concisely express yourself. Sticking to the word limit is all part of the test. Don't complete the form with caps lock on. It looks like you are shouting. And don't complete the form entirely in lowercase. This is genuinely something we see on Law Careers Net Live applications, and it looks really bad. Your application is a professional document, so correct grammar is really important. Also, don't write in a colloquial tone. As I said, you should consider this to be an important business document. Using text abbreviation, or worse, emojis, shows a lack of respect for the process and recruiters don't like it. It also suggests that you can't judge the appropriate tone to use, something that could mean you come unstuck with clients. Don't succumb to copy and paste fatigue. Recruiters know that you're applying to other firms and they expect some of the information to be similar, such as degree grades or work experience, However, you must make your application content specific to the firm you are applying to. Don't miss out any questions. Their inclusion in the form is twofold, to get a better understanding of you, the applicant, and to check that you can follow instructions and write clearly and well. Some of this may seem like basic advice, but these are genuine mistakes that applicants make. To finish, I have a few application horror stories that we've heard from recruiters. There's the candidate who included the names of not one, but three competitor firms in their application. And how about the candidate who stated that their extracurricular activities were going to the pub and drinking lots of beer. <laughs> but my personal favorite is the candidate who, when asked to describe a challenge they had faced, responded, I had to change a light bulb unexpectedly while my parents were away. <laughs> I think that the firm was hoping for something a bit more challenging. I hope that these do's and don'ts are helpful and best of luck with your applications. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Law Careers Net podcast. Don't forget that we have so much information on Law Careers Net about making successful training contract applications. Plus, we have a directory of every firm that offers a training contract so you can find your future employer. We'll be back next month with a new episode. Let us know what you thought about this episode and if you have any suggestions for future topics by tweeting us and using the hashtag LCN Podcast. See you next time. Thank you.